You are now tuned in to the Addicted to Success.com podcast, where geniuses, entrepreneurs, and next level game changers share their juicy little secrets on achieving massive success. This is the advice you wish you heard years ago. Be prepared and take note as we expose the realness and the raw of what it takes to be successful on Addicted to Success.com. Now, before we get into this episode, I just wanted to share with you a gift from our sponsors, Organifi. And if you head over to Organifi.com, that's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com, and type in the code SUCCESS, whenever you purchase an order, you get a 20% discount on any of their products. You know, I've been using the green juice from Organifi for a couple weeks now, and I can absolutely say this one here is a game changer. This is a superfood powder that saves me the time from having to mix five or six uh, different containers of superfood. It's just all there in the packet for me, and I take it every single day, and I feel absolutely amazing. I have that mental clarity. I feel a hell of a lot healthier, and I get this burst of energy that can only come from a natural substance. And so I speak highly of Organifi and its benefits, and I know that there are a number of people out there right now that would love to operate at optimal levels. So if you're looking for something that is not only nutritious, but also delicious, then jump on to Organifi, head over to Organifi.com, use a discount code, they've got a number of awesome products right there. I also take the probiotics and the turmeric as well. And I just feel so on point with this awesome line of products. So make sure you head over there. Thank you for checking out this sponsor ad. Let's get into this interview. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Addicted to Success podcast. I'm here today with the man, Adam Roa, who is a personal spirituality coach. He loves grabbing those complex uh, spiritual studies and the ancient uh, philosophies of wisdom, dissecting them and bringing them down to earth to really show you in a, a simplified way how you can apply it to your life. And you know, every time Adam and I get to conversation, uh, it, it's always an interesting one. Uh, we hung out in <laughs> Tulum, Mexico together. We deep dive on a number of subjects and topics. And I've, I've wanted for the longest time to get Adam on this podcast. So here's Adam. And uh, Adam, welcome to the Addicted to Success podcast, mate. Thank you, Joel, man. It's, it's a pleasure. This has been, uh, it seems like uh, an epic journey to get on, on the podcast. <laughs> so I'm glad you finally made it happen. That's it. The satellites have been messing with us, dude. It's the, I don't know what you want to call it. The universe, the satellites, the whatever. It, just wasn't, it wasn't meant to happen at the time. Now's, now's the time. Uh-huh. That's it, man. That's it. Awesome. So let's, let's dive into this, man. Let's dive into this. Spirituality. How can entrepreneurs in this day and age uh, bring more of the spirituality element into their business practices? And why would that be important for them to do? I love that question. Thank you. Um, so the first thing that I want to say is how I view spirituality, because I think a lot of times spirituality becomes this like nebulous concept that has all these like really powerful meanings to certain people. So some people like reject it or some people are like, Oh yeah, that's my jam. Um, spirituality to me is a language. So like you and I are both looking at computer screens right now. Right. And so we see images, like I see an image of you and an image of me. And at the mm -hmm. same time, Good looking that. image too, man. Good looking <laughs> images. <laughs> you got that long hair going. Uh, I love it. And then you got that binary code of zeros and ones that's running like kind of behind the scenes, right? And so which one is reality, right? Both of them are true. The zeros and ones, the binary, the mathematics is true. And the image that we are looking at is true. They're just different languages. And so to me, spirituality is just a language that's helping to explain this crazy life journey that we are on. And so when you have that perspective, you can recognize that the language will never be a detriment. It'll always, it'll always help you because it's just more information that you can use in some way, shape or form. And I think from an entrepreneurial standpoint, one, it's supply and demand. And right now, um, the world is like waking up to wanting a more um, spiritually based life. And, and I mean, spiritually, not necessarily in like needing to believe in higher powers, but like 
feeling like they have purpose and feeling like they're making an impact and feeling like there's actual human connection in the business that they are doing. You know what's interesting? I think that uh, a lot of people forget, you know, you think about the world that we're in nowadays. We have the technology like right here, right in front of us, always in our pockets. You, you were just talking about how you, you decided to switch the notifications off from your Facebook on your phone. And, you know, I did the same thing when I first installed Facebook. It asked me if I wanted it on. I was like, hell to the no. <laughs> I, I, I remove the notifications, Facebook, Instagram, but I see people that sit there and it's popping up all the time. And I feel like as human beings, like really what we want to do, and, I, and it's at the bottom of all of it is like, we want to be loved, right? We want to feel like we're delivering some form of value to the world that we are contributing, uh, contributing something uh, and that we have this uh, connection. And even some of the darkest, coldest people at the bottom of, of it all, they don't feel loved. Or they don't feel like they, they've connected. They've missed something. Uh, and so it's, it's funny because uh, there's this discussion I have quite often with people. is like, is it a spiritual need or is it a human need? And then is it the same thing? Spiritual, human, like how, how, do, you, how do you view that? Because I think we, we're going to deep dive into this. Man. Do it, man. Like this is one of my favorite, favorite topics. And, and honestly, like I said, I think that they're languages. They're like layers of the same cake, right? So like as a human being... I believe we have the like physical body, which is let's say the mathematic, uh, it's the binary code. It's like the zeros and ones of what's happening. And then you have this kind of like energy body around you. And so like, um, my, like acupuncture, right? Acupuncture is one of those things where they'll tell you like they're working on energy meridians in your body and they're putting it at very specific pressure points based on these, these meridians. And then, those, those correspond to like points that, that affect your gallbladder or your liver or whatever, because they're layers of the same cake. When you're affecting one, you're affecting the other. So um, I think that we've gotten into this, this idea that like science and logic and business and, and spirituality need to be, they're two separate things. But when you view them as just different languages explaining the same thing, then you get to say, oh, I don't even have to like, I don't need to know how to read like the matrix, like zeros and ones and all the numbers. I don't need to know what that actually says because I can just look at the pictures. But if I decide to dive into that and learn about that, it's not going to be a detriment. To, it might actually open up some doors where there weren't some before. Interesting. Interesting. You know, this is, this is uh, I love this, man. Because I think we do as in society draw these lines because we feel like there has to be a right and wrong. A good and bad, a dark, and there is like going on in the background. There's polarity constantly going on in our universe in, in this world, right? Uh, I was speaking with an entrepreneur. Uh, we were in a coaching session, and I asked them. They were saying that they were going through some things and and with their family and so on. And I asked. I was just out of interest. I didn't know because because I heard them speaking from a spiritual standpoint. I go, do you, do you pray? Like, do you take moments to pray? And and she goes, oh, no, I don't do that. I'm spiritual. I meditate. And I, I said, are they a similar thing or the same thing? Like, how do you view that? Because when you're in that state of like, you know, focusing on that thing that's higher than yourself or you're letting yourself go into whatever it is that you need to express with your eyes closed, you're shutting your senses off. They could be a very similar thing. It's just that we have different ways of practicing our spirituality. And so I find it really interesting. I feel like there's like more and more confusion in this world on what it is and what it's not. And um, I feel that as entrepreneurs, we are constantly going, well, what's the steps? What's the next step? So I get it all the time. It's like, what's right? What's wrong? And I'm like, just nothing's right or wrong. Like feel it. Feel well, like what is right and wrong. Yes, there's some of the sequences for certain things, but not everything has to be a sequence and a machine. You know? for, well, I mean, for, for people who are business minded, like, like you, you and I, right, it's, it's one of those things where it's all about like ROI and the, like the, pat, the, like the patterns. Very, very masculine, right? Very, very masculine. masculine. Like, this is what you do and it, and it creates this result. And that's really difficult with spirituality. With spirituality, it's much more nebulous and it can't be proven in the same ways that um, like science is attempting to prove it they're two different languages and so yeah. when you talk about yeah is there a difference between praying and meditating i i personally think they're they're um they can be the same thing they can be used the same way and 
On top of that, what's more important is how the person's using it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like if you're using meditation as a chance to like, like Tony Robbins says, like prime yourself for the day and like start with your, your gratitude, right? And like really get going and just get into a high vibrational state um, before you start your day. The, the theory behind that is, well, when you get into this like really this state full of appreciation and gratitude at the very beginning of your day, like the rest of your day, you're going to be going at it with good energy. People are going to respond to you positively. You're going to have more enthusiasm in all the emails you write and the calls that you make. And the, that's going to come back to you in a positive way. Is there a difference than if you sat down in the morning to pray and you prayed to this, to, to God and you felt like he was going to answer your prayers to have a good day. And so you went into your day being like, God's going to help me have a good day. And you had more enthusiasm and you were feeling appreciative <laughs> and it went into your call. Like it's the same end result. And if we get caught up on what's true, like absolute truth, one's right, one's wrong. All we're doing is we're, we're focusing on the wrong thing. In my opinion, we're, we're being short-sighted when in actuality, it's just what works for you. What, what creates the yeah. life that you want to lead? Awesome. Now, in that, I hope that we haven't confused people even more. <laughs> because, because people want to follow rules. So people want to follow steps, right? Uh, it's, it's the balance. What you, all that we can do is we can go off what we feel has worked for us so that we've seen a pattern, an underlying pattern of what, you know, with the people that work with. You work with a lot of people one-on-one. You do, you know, group coaching, workshops. You speak at events and so on. What do you find to be very beneficial uh, when it comes to the daily rituals uh, for the people that you work with? For the people I work with? Ah. Like exercises and rituals, just something where it's like, oh, if I had to include one or two of these things in my day, these are for sure going to optimize my life. Yeah. So the number one thing is meditation. Like that yeah. is anyone who starts working with me. It's the very first thing and the most intimidating. So generally, like if I had to create an avatar for my typical client, it's someone who's successful in business in whatever business that they're doing, but who's mm -hmm. like achieved a certain level of success and said, there's something more. Like, I just know that there's something more. I don't know what that is. And, and they reach out to me and that's how we get into the, a coaching dynamic. And so usually what happens is these are people who, like you have said, there's a right and a wrong. And so they've been hesitant to meditation because they feel like they're doing it wrong or they don't know how to do it. And so I start off right away with meditation and recognizing that there's no wrong way to meditate. That's like the very first thing. There's a ton of different ways to meditate. For me, yeah. I start off by saying, set a timer for five minutes close your eyes and don't open them until five minutes is up. Like that's it. Just get into the habit of doing that and we can build on that. But getting in the habit of just like sitting there in silence for five minutes. Um, I think that, you know, the brain is a muscle that's constantly going all day long and meditation one allows it to rest. And just like working out, you can't just do push-ups all day long in the resting is when your muscles are going to grow and they're going to grow stronger. And so the same with the brain, allowing our brain the, the opportunity to just rest is really important. And also training the brain to focus. That's another skill in today's like ADD world. The ability to just like focus on your breath is a skill that you can then apply to like focusing on a work project, right? So meditation is the number one always. Um, and then the, I would say that, the next biggest thing that's probably most consistent with all my clients is some sort of somatic work. And what I mean is like in the body. So whether that is just working out or yoga or stretching in the mornings or um, breath work or whatever, but like something to bring them into the body and start moving um, the stuck energy that's in the body. Um, because like if, if you're feel like if you have really tight hamstrings or really tight hips or back or whatever, that is, like I said, layers, right? That's a representation of some sort of like stress or trauma or wounding or something that's stuck in the body. And when you can physically loosen that up, 
you're going to free up space and you will be amazed at how much like creativity and flow and enthusiasm and motivation can come from physically loosening and moving your body. Amen, brother. Amen. Yeah. And the thing is as well, like uh, what a lot of people don't understand is that like our body stores everything. Every experience we have, whether it doesn't choose like, oh, that's a good one or that's a bad one. We're just going to get rid of it. It stores everything and we bottle a lot up. Uh, and so it comes out in different ways. It comes out in violence or it comes out in confusion. It comes out in uh, aggressiveness, whatever it is, right? Uh, and so you've worked with Preston Alexi, right? And I think one of the biggest things is like they, they really go in on that whole body work and shifting the energy. And I think it's so powerful. I've been in the room where people are sharing, you know, the things that have been holding them back and so on. It's just like, it's really interesting to see that when people realize that so many other people in their room or they come across uh, have also experienced the same thing, it normalizes it. And mm. I think that we, we so much as a society portray ourselves as perfect on these devices, like your iPhone, your, your smartphones and your Facebooks, filter. that there's this, like we, we set this whole facade of like, we need to look like this. And, and the truth that's lying within us doesn't quite look like that. And, we're, and then, then we just like start like creating this identity that masks what's really going on. And so at the end of the day, it damages really who we are. And it's just really interesting to see a lot of people that go out there and, and their whole identity is based around the business that they have or the money that they make or how many people they can hook up with or whatever it is, right? Uh, and, and the problem with that that I find for so many people that I, that I work with is that, that that's always temporary and it's very dangerous to tie your fulfillment to that one thing that quite often isn't within your control either. And, and the hard part about it, I think to, to translate that down to let's say like the masses is that yeah. it's always coming from people who have achieved it and are saying, Hey, this won't bring you happiness. So like, like the person who got all the money is like, money won't buy you happiness. And then like the dude who's, who's gotten all the girls is like, listen, that's not going to bring you happiness. You'll get over that. And people um, are, are like, oh yeah, sure. It's easy for you to say. Uh, it, it's more yeah. rare. It's more rare for the people who like are dead broke. Money won't buy you happiness. You know what I mean? And um, I love that study that they did where essentially they recognized that up until I think it's $75,000 a year, um, it yeah. might be a little bit higher now because the study was done probably like 10 years ago, but like, let's say, let's just even say an even hundred thousand, um, up until a hundred thousand dollars a year annually, you'll see an increase in happiness because it starts to take care of your, your hierarchy of needs, right? Food and sh you don't have to worry where your next meal is or paying your rent or that sort of stuff. But necessities after, yeah. after that point. So after the necessities are taken care of, it has almost no impact at all on a level of happiness. So a billionaire is not any more likely to be more happy and satisfied in their life than someone who makes $100,000 a year. Um, and th that study is, is really fascinating. People can, can Google it and look it up. Um, mm. But I think that applies to just about anything, but it's hard when we are raised in a society that doesn't tell us how to be happy. So when I speak at like schools, when I'm brought in to bring, speak at like a high school, I say, you're being taught business, you're being taught English and history and math and all these things. How much time are you devoting to the subject of how to be happy? Um, mm. And, and it's, it's really amazing if, for people who are listening to this, how much time do you devote in your like day to day on a weekly basis to learning how to be happy? Because I think it's, a, it's something that you actually have to learn because society isn't teaching us that. It's actually teaching us really bad habits, like buy this Coca-Cola and that chick is going to fall in love with you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is, this is really interesting, man. Uh, I, I, I can definitely uh, attest to that and say that, you know, I, when I made multiple six figures, not a lot changed. Uh, and I actually had this moment of clarity. I remember it was a little bit after I had the multiple six figures. So I jumped very quickly from like just your straight up six figures to like multiple in the space of like a month. And I, I just looked back on where I was and where I currently 
uh, where I, where I was and where I currently am at this point in time. And I was like, damn, man, like if I can't do what I want to do in my life for the most part, like within my values with a hundred thousand, I'm probably not going to be able to do it with the 400, 500, 600, 700,000. It's not going to happen. And so it's like, you've got to get good at uh, investing your money, your time, your energy, because it's not just about money. People forget this. It's not just about that. It's your money, your time, your energy into the things that light you up the most, that inspire you from within. Because if we're going for the motivation, I mean, I run the biggest motivation website in the world, you know, addicted to success.com. So it's, it's the number one motivation website. But even I'm like, I call bullshit on motivation because it's external, right? Yes, I think it's awesome because it's the gateway into like people feeling like uh, moved to want to do something and it, and it gives them that, that like faith. But inspiration is the real deal. And that's what we do in our work. You know, when we were in the workshops and when we do the one-on-ones, we're, we're like diving deep with people, remove, pulling back the layers and, and asking the powerful questions to get them to, to really pinpoint what inspires from within, what lights them up from within. And because so I think that is- conversation around money is like, it's so overdue. I think a lot of people really need to realize that it, that it isn't everything and being inspired is where the true dollar sign and the, and, and the, you know, the value really is. And, and everyone who, who would like some money or, or something outside of themselves, the reason they want it almost always, I don't like to speak in like absolutes, but generally almost always the reason they want that is for more freedom. Like they want the ability to kind of just do what they want, (laughs) spend more time, whether that's on vacation or even just more time with their family or, or like whatever it is, they want more freedom in their life. Um, Mm. And so if you can focus like, so what's, imagine you're running a marathon, right? You're running 26 miles and you're focused on the 13 mile mark. You're like, I'm going to get to 13 miles. I'm going to run so fast and I'm going to get to 13 miles. By the time you get to 13 miles, you're going you're gonna to be done. You're going to be spent. And you still got another 13 miles, but that was the goal. <laughs> and so like money is the middleman. You know what I mean? Money is the middleman to what you think you, what you actually want. You think money is yeah. the halfway point to give you the freedom. And so if you're focused on money, you're going to get it and be just like done. You're halfway through the marathon. <laughs> It's actually the freedom you want. And so instead of focusing on the middle part, focus on, on that freedom. How can you bring more freedom into your life now? Mm. And I, I've seen it work in my own. I'm going to speak from personal experience. When I started focusing on doing the things I wanted to do, it brought me more into alignment with who I am and opportunities to make money started showing up. The, the, the chances to like be on this podcast. You have an amazing podcast and, and the opportunity to meet you in Tulum, like hang out in room, like just develop a friendship, right? What yeah. I see in you that even like, I can't speak for what you see in me, like, but like for what I see in you besides great hair and chiseled abs is, <laughs> <laughs> is like you're motivated, you're, you're inspired, like you're, you're up to big things in the world. And I, I only got to be up to big things in the world when I found what it was in me that I wanted to express. Yes. Before, before that, if I was focused on external things to allow me mm. to do big things in the world, like you would meet me and be like, oh, he's a taker. You know what I mean? Like he just, he's, he's, and that's that energy of like, I want people to give me stuff so I, then I can do something. If you, mm. like, you can be dead broke, you can be living on your parents' couch, but if you're up to something big in the world and you're inspired, that is so attractive and magnetic to influencers and just, pe- and just awesome people in the world. And I think that mm. when we can focus on that freedom instead of the money, things shift radically and really, really fast. Mm. And this is self-awareness, man. Being aware, right? Being aware of your strengths and weaknesses. It's being aware of what you, what drives you. It's being aware of what is my story. Like right now I'm writing a book, right? And I, I think everyone should write a book. It doesn't matter whether you put it out or not. I think everyone in their lifetime at least should write one book because through that process, yes, it's tedious. Sometimes I feel like throwing the book against the wall. Like, yeah, I just feel like, what am I doing? You know, and then there's times where I just like, 
deep dive, which is the name of your podcast. It Shameful is. plug right there. <laughs> we deep, deep a deep dive. dive. There you go, right there. Deep dive with Adam Roll. Check it out. Uh, a deep dive within into myself, and uh, it's it's really interesting to see what's in there, you know. And sometimes I pull up these stories, these concepts. Uh, when I get into this flow, I'm like, wow, I never knew that I created this awesome reference point that now I can use as an example to sh- teach others, right? And I think as coaches, our whole time as speakers and coaches and transformational leaders, whatever you want to call it, right? We're constantly uh, helping people to reveal and expose what's already in there. I had somebody the other day that said to me, um, what they say? Oh, Joel, you're so great. And the, this and that. And I said, and they said, I look up to you. And I said, don't ever look up to me. Look at me. I said, the greatness that lies within me is already in you. You just need to find it. Mm-hmm. You know, make it your mission to reveal more of your purpose and why you're here. Uh, and that word purpose gets thrown out around a lot. And I think that what's tied within that is what are you good at? What do you love? And what solution are you, you dying to bring to the world? Uh, I, I was saying to one of my friends uh, the other day, we we're talking about money, this very uh, subject that we were just talking about. Uh, how people are chasing the money. I said, make money your minions. Don't make millions, make minions, right? <laughs> you make that money to use it to do something more, whether that's right. to give back, whether it's to build the business, whether it's to travel, to get the experience, to become more of a person, to go out and like impact even more, whatever it is. Like we're all on in computer games here, dude. We're on levels. We're going for like, you know, level after level. It, it doesn't all just happen uh, at once. Yeah, it's, it's, um, I love that. And, and I think that purpose, you know, you're a personal development junkie the way that I am <laughs> and attending like <laughs> workshops and reading books and listening to podcasts. And I have never been in a workshop. Uh, and, and so in a lot of those workshops, there's like, what is your purpose? And it helps people like find and identify like a purpose statement or a mission statement. And I have yeah. never heard anyone's purpose not involve helping others ever. Yeah. yeah. And, and so it's, if, if you're currently focused on getting money for yourself so that you can buy the yacht and the car and that's that, like, that's awesome. And you know, where your attention goes, your energy will flow. Right. So like that will probably happen for you. Just if you continue to stay like, that's what I want. And you may realize whenever that happens that it was not aligned with your purpose because Mm -hmm. if it doesn't involve somehow supporting others, I have never seen a purpose statement that doesn't involve that. And so that's a, that's like a clue if you are actually living your purpose. And um, I think that's, that's an important place to start. It's, it's a really valuable distinction because I know for me, I started with, I want to do this for me. And then when I've accomplished this, I will then be able to help others. And, and that was again, focused on the middleman, the 13 mile mark instead of the, the full thing, the actual end goal. Mm, yes, yes, yes. And yes, I think contribution in itself, uh, if I was to break it down from my own experience, you might be able to back me up on this one too. Uh, is, contribution is is also a measurement a real-time measurement feedback on what value you're delivering and how you're growing as an individual because i know there's a lot of people out there that i know that are just starting out they might even be listening to this podcast they might have watched some videos on youtube they might have seen us on facebook or gone to an event whatever uh where they're just starting on their journey of self-development they're like i want to progress in life i want to grow now like self-educate because it's so, there's a difference between education and self-education, right? Uh, and, and they're in a place of like, oh, I want to give. I hear it all the time, man. Impact, impact. It, it gets thrown around like the word authentic and like 20 other like words that get thrown around right now online. Uh, and, and I really like challenge people to define what does impact really mean to you? Yeah. And why is it important? You know, if you could really define that. And I think that uh, so what we first need to understand. So impact for me really means creating a ripple effect, right? It's, it's going in and committing to a delivery of value, not a transfer, not as in like this year, this comes back to me with expectations, a delivery of value being also unattached to the idea that this, I might not even see what comes from it, 
but it could also live on past my years. Uh, and so I think that it takes a lot of growth to get to that. And I'm still learning that, man, to be honest. Like I'm doing, I, I used to do things expecting, well, I'm going to see something from this. And I think that the, the more that you practice, because contribution is, an, is a, uh, a practice of abundance. I, I speak to people where they're like, oh, I can't give because I only have this much. And I'm like, that's when you should give. When it's hardest. You know, it's like, it's like being in a relationship and you're like, it's easy to say, oh yeah, our communication's all good about this and that. But when you're screaming and you're down each other's throats at something and in, in, in that moment where you're both fired, can you then put in the real practice? Can you put your relationship first and ask the question, is this good for our relationship? Or are you going to take it personally and say, what about me? Right? And so that's why I say with contribution, man, is this, it's like, it's never fulfilled. It's never, it's never, you're never there which I love. I love that. It's the, it's the like mastery on like, it's the ultimate level of mastery. It's just like, it's the continual process of ever evolving and growing and expanding. Uh, and so it's, it's being part of that game. To me, that's impact It's being part of that and going like, I don't know what's going to come of it just for me individually, but I hope that the ripple effect affects more people than I could ever imagine. That's beautiful, man. I, I, what about you? What about impact from your, your point of view? Because I think this is good. This is this could this conversation could also help people to understand how they view impact and what their definition is. Uh, my my impact is is if I can remind someone, even for an instant, that they are seen, they are heard, or they are loved. Like that, mm. I sign off all my videos, all my podcasts with that. And that's like my mission statement in life because I believe, and you actually uh, touched on this at the beginning of this, which is when you were saying like, um, people just don't feel loved is what it, it comes down to a lot of times. And, and um, on top of that, I feel like people want to feel seen and heard. They want to feel like they matter. They want to know that they exist. They don't want to feel like, like they're screaming in an empty room, you know? And um, if my videos or my podcasts or my workshop or whatever can help people know that, like not just like feel it for a moment, but remember for a moment that they are like inherently seen, heard and loved, then um, I feel like I've created an impact. And, and that's really important. I, I've had some people recently talk about, hey, how can I... Um, like it's really depressing. I've been, I've been doing Facebook lives and putting out like posts and stuff and no one's watching, you know, I'm getting like maybe like 80, 80 views on my videos, that sort of thing. And I say, well, what's the reason you're doing it is the reason you're doing it because you want 80,000 views. And that's the only reason you're making videos right now. Or is the reason because you want to create an impact and if you were actually just speaking on this topic and 80 people filled a room to listen to you talk, would you feel differently? Because it's very easy in the world of social media just to look at a number and compare yourself and be like, Joel Brown's getting like hundreds of thousands of views. What, what's happening with my video? I only got 80. I'm not making any impact. But 80 people watched your video, man. And like, mm -hmm. if that and if you were heartfelt and if you were in alignment and you were on message, then maybe one to, to 80 of those people received something important and that's impact. Yeah. And if you're doing it for that reason and you could be happy, like my, my social media following started to take off when I stopped caring about the viewpoint, when I had this shift that I'm talking about, when I said, if, if I can create a video and it only gets a hundred views instead of a thousand views, but it reaches one person who was like on the verge of suicide or who was like crying that day, like on like just crying or who feels alone and that changed it for them. That's enough. Like that's the reason I'm doing it. And when that shifted for me, my energy changed in the videos. And all of a sudden people started resonating more and it just started organically growing faster. But I don't think that that could have been possible if I was just concerned about the view count. Yeah, hundred percent, man. The video that you put out recently and I haven't had a chance to watch the whole thing. I've seen the start of it. Hmm. Uh, that's it already at like 51, 52,000 views. And for like any, anybody, I mean, that'd be an amazing feat. So I know, and I can see that like, 
I even saw at the start, like your energy shift is very different to the other videos. And so I can definitely say, what's the name of that video so people can watch it? Uh, it's what are you waiting for? Um, you can find it on, on my Facebook uh, page. So just go to Adam Roa, yeah. uh, my personal page. And then also just, you know, search my videos. It's there or uplifting content where I'm um, partnered with them. And you can find a bunch of my videos there as well. Uh, there you go. The, the thing about that video, Joel, what's funny is um, like those sorts of, of, of content where there's like 50,000 views or 100,000 views on a video I will get a bunch of friend requests and like the tribe will grow and that's awesome. And I'll put out a Facebook live that may get 1000 and someone will write me a message. And I got a message from someone who was like, Hey, my husband has like a crippling back condition and has been like depressed and really upset. And he watched your Facebook live and like cheered up for the first time in months. And he's been checking your page regularly and I'm writing on behalf of him to let you know, like, thank you for what you're doing. And like, that means like, honestly, you know, this, like when you're putting out content so regularly, it's cool to see the view count go up, but those messages mean so much more. They mean so much more to me because it reminds me that there's that person out there who was impacted. It becomes so much more real. And, um, so that's awesome that's 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 what i'm in it for i i love that and that's why live events are so awesome and i know you do a lot of live events like getting to like feel that like real world uh, impact is is what it's all about for me i love it i you can see it i light up it's a real deal it's <laughs> a real deal yeah you know about a year and a half ago i was hanging out with uh les brown you know the the motivational speaker les brown I was hanging out with his son uh john leslie brown and he had never used Facebook Live. I think this is kind of when it first started. It was about a month in. And I, we were in Long Beach in California. And I, we were on the side of the road. And I said, dude, let's, let's jump on a Facebook Live on my phone right now. Right? And he's like, oh, what's that? Uh, and I'm like, look, jump on. People can ask you questions. We jumped on. It was literally like an 18-minute or 20-minute conversation on Facebook Live. We jump off. And I, it posts up on the page. And he looks and he goes, 5,900 plays. I said, yeah. And he's like, man, this is crazy. He said, my dad like does all this marketing for months and they like, they, you know, they pay to get the speakers set up and the, you know, the whole, the staging in the system. And he said, and even then sometimes we don't even get 6,000 people at an event. <laughs> and he said, you just did it in 20 minutes. <laughs> and it was crazy. Cause, and he was just so like grateful for it and was so blown away by it. And I was like, wow, that's so true. It's so true. Yeah. And, the and world's changing, man. But it's, it's tough if you get caught in the numbers. And I think for entrepreneurs, that's a trap. Yes, it's, it's, 100%. You know what I mean? Because like, then you're just like, oh, that's 6,000 plays. Great. How do I monetize that? What's the conversion to like my mailing list? Like, and, and it's easy to forget in the world of numbers the real world impact that that's actually having. And, and that's, you know, that's what it's all about. And I just personally... And this is why I don't claim to be a business coach. Like for me, if you focus on impact, whatever that means to you, but if you focus on impact and you work, your, your actual work that you do on a day-to-day -day basis is really staying in alignment so that you can yeah. stay pure to that message, um, yeah. you'll see the, the numbers improve because your, your okay. tribe will find you, people will resonate more deeply and you'll have a lot of fun along the way. Yeah. Yeah. That's so true. I, I think this is the thing too. A lot of people are, sh uh, are sheep and they're not shepherds. And what I mean by that is they like, they want to be able to have the impact on a large scale, but they're not willing to do the things that a leader needs to do. Mm -hmm. Like they're, they're not willing to be ridiculed for going first. They're not willing to put in the mastery and the, the, the like, the hard yards and to really like sit back and go, this could take me a good three, four, five years. I mean, you know, I've been in it for six years. You've been in it for probably just as long as me, seven years, eight years, whatever it's been right of this self-development. And, and it's a, it's a long road, man. It's a long road. And like, and spirituality as well. I mean, that's like just, that's a life journey. It's, this is all a life journey. And I think that some people uh, get sucked into the quick wins and the, 
you know, make a million dollars in two nights and, and get 10,000 leads in two days. And like, there's a lot, if you look at your Facebook timeline right now and you're listening to self-development and you're about it, you're going to see a lot of these BS uh, coaches that have never got results in their life. They haven't even been able to achieve that. They're going off theories, Mm. not actual results that they've been able to achieve themselves. So I just say, get, don't get caught up in the BS of the numbers and the titles. Yeah. See the results that people are getting and then maybe the results that like Adam's getting in his life, maybe they're not particularly the results that you want. Maybe the results in, that I'm getting in my life, they might not be the ones that you want. You've got to work out your values. You've got to know what truly lights you up and what inspires you. And that's the important thing about like, I know you believe this because we're both people who, who regularly hire mentors and coaches, right? The, yeah. I, everyone can benefit from a coach. It doesn't matter who you are or what's sure. in your life, but it's a matter of what is that coach coaching? You know what I mean? Like there, there are like certain coaches that um, there are certain clients out there, for example, I'm definitely not the right coach for. What I have to offer is not what they want or need and, and vice versa. And at the same time, um, are you regularly searching for ways to expand yourself? Are you regularly searching for ways to um, grow and, and find ways to expand your container because when you do that like you were talking about the sheep and the shepherd right in order to become more of a shepherd or let's use that analogy even more directly like as a shepherd how big of a flock can you manage right like can you continually get better at shepherding and therefore have a bigger flock and Mm. um also i think it's i just want to touch on this which is in society, we value the shepherd more than the sheep. And I think that there's nothing wrong with being a great supporter. Um, yeah, totally. You know what I mean? Like there, if, if you are the type of person who doesn't want to own your own business and, and wants to support people, like um, there are people who love being assistants and things like that. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. If you feel fulfilled, if you feel like you are, are fulfilled in life and happy and joyful and, and purposeful and passionate, great, whatever that is. I always want to preface that because how I'm living my life as an entrepreneur and, and wanting to impact millions and millions of people, that doesn't, that doesn't have to be for everyone. And yeah. yet, are you fulfilled? Yeah. Honestly. I- I love that. And you said before at the start of this conversation, it's about happiness, right? When you go to the schools and you ask the kids, why aren't you learning about subject of happiness? That goes back to this, where you're like, are you feeling fulfilled? Are you happy? I remember being in past relationships where, you know, like when you're in a relationship and you both just know that like, it's just not working or there's just something that's just like really not like, aligned anymore or there's tension or whatever and that question comes up and you know it's a serious question because it's like are you are you happy in this relationship (laughs) how how many people have been there before right Right. (laughs) so so yeah and i think that's such an important point that we just we we ask are are you happy in this business are you happy as a leader are you happy in this group of friends like, is yeah. there a more important question that Cause it doesn't so. matter what you're doing. It doesn't matter how much money you have, like to call, to go back to the pod when you were on my podcast, you spoke about, um, you like basically spent and got rid of all your money, uh, at one point. And after it was all said and done, you had way less money and you were so much happier. Like yeah. at the other side of that, like in the bank, you had less money and you were happier. And oh, I also, I also feel there was an energy around that old money that I needed to also move away from. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. But, but the point is that it's not a direct correlation. Oh, as the bank account grows, my happiness also grows. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's, it, it doesn't, there's no correlation. You can have a ton of money in the bank account and not be happy or vice versa. Um, and, and I think it's important, you know, for me, when I first started coaching, I was like, I can coach anybody. Like, it doesn't matter. Everyone can benefit. And what I realized is what you just said, like, what are the results? What in my own life, like, what am I doing? How am I living? And, and that's what I can offer. And so when you're talking about how to generate 10,000 leads in two days, you just, yeah, you just cut out for a second. Oh, just sorry, repeat that. 
I was saying, um, I'm focused like the, when I gave, I got really clear as a coach that I'm not the dude who helps people get 10,000 leads in two days. Like that's not, that's not what I, I don't know anything about that. I don't use funnels. Like that's not my world. And mm. when it comes to being happy where you're at and learning to be present and, and learning to organically bring your message to the world, like in, I turned the camera on myself, Joel, I put out my first video uh, 14 months ago, my first one. And in, yeah. in, in under 14 months, I've reached over 1 million views on social media. Like that, that for me, without using any Facebook ads or any of that, and the happiness that has grown, that's what I can coach in. And so like, I think as entrepreneurs, we often get in this cycle of like, I want to just as big an audience, as big a message as I possibly can. And we lose sight of like, what makes us uniquely us? What was our journey to get where we are? And how can we share that message? Because who we are and what we've overcome to get here is what people um, can benefit most from hearing. Yeah. Yeah, man, there's a lot of people out there that on the surface, it looks like they have an amazing life. But I bet if you really dug deep into what their life is all about, you wouldn't want to trade places with them. Oh, you know those people. <laughs> you know those people. I know those people. There's some very well-known people who are living that right now. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. And if you ask them really, truly, if you had them there with like a, a little glass of whiskey there and like, a, you know, <laughs> late at night and you have the, you, you know, the time of going deep and being super transparent. And you ask them, are you happy? Mm -hmm. They'd probably, they probably find it either hard to answer or I would say no. Some of those people that are considered to be absolutely crushing. Ah. And so, yeah, it's just a lot of masks, man. A lot of facades, a lot of hiding. Uh, and it looks like there's a lot of revealing, but there's a lot of hiding going on. And I think at the end of the day, man, you've got to be, you've got to be content knowing at the end of the day that you've really like revealed, revealed the, the, uh, most of yourself or, the, or, or all of yourself as often as possible and expressed in the way that you've wanted to express, you know, in a genuine way without obviously, you know, going all out on people and, and there's a way to do it. I, I spoke with someone earlier who uh, expressed in a certain way uh, and I was like, I don't know if that's the best way you could do it because it was like intimidating and oh, he's like, oh, I don't really care. You know, this is how I express. I'm like, okay. Uh, and so, so yeah, I think it's really uh, showing up as a real freaking human being, man, owning your scars, you know, knowing that the mistakes are, are going to be made. And I think that a lot of people think that they have to be perfect because we're in a society where everything seems to be painted perfect. And, and I think to add on to what you said, which is there's so much value in just what you said. Um, if you are really about the mission, like if you really are, if you, if your purpose and your mission on this planet, if that's what you're really about, then are you okay if people find it from someone else? You know what I mean? Like that's a question you get really, like get real with yourself. Ask yourself, does it have to come from me? Because then yeah. if like, if, I, if my goal is to remind people that they're seen, heard, and loved, but I only want them to get it from me, <laughs> there's, there's ego there, right? Like, for me, what you're doing in the world is also accomplishing that goal. And so Correct. there are people who are listening to this podcast, like this like crazy hippie dude, spirituality, whatever, like I don't resonate. Awesome. Like they're not my audience. That's totally cool. I'm not, I don't want to speak to a hundred percent of the world. That's not my goal. My goal is mm. to find the people who resonate with me and trust that I'm going to do everything to also make sure that you're that people are finding you. So the people who resonate with you are, are getting that same message because the mission is bigger than the man. Wow. Deep. That's the, <laughs> the mission is bigger than the man. Yeah. Or woman. Or woman. <laughs> or woman. <laughs> yeah. You gotta be careful with that, man. We're going to make sure there's some equality out here. <laughs> it's PC. It's PC. Believe me, I'm in, I'm in an eight year relationship. I have nothing but the utmost respect for women. Of course. That's awesome, bro. That's awesome. So what have you got coming up, man? What's, uh, what's on the radar for you? Well, on the radar right now, what I'm most excited about is I have a four-week program that I'm launching on March 16th. 
Um, so people can go to my website, adamroa.com, um, sign up on the upcoming, click the upcoming page. Uh, it's called, un- uh, uh, it's called unlocking your inner artist. Um, basically I believe that an artist is someone who can create from nothing. And that doesn't just mean like painting and drawing on blank canvases, but like entrepreneurs are thinking, what can I create in the world? What, what yeah. business can I start? Like that's artistry. And we have this inner creator in us. And for me, I approach it differently instead of saying, okay, how do I fill this need and this need and this need? And how do I create from like a logical perspective? I recognize that creativity is something that flows through me. And so I'm going to take people on a four week journey to clearing space within themselves to allow creativity to flow out in a unique way. And so I'm really stoked about that. So people can go to my website, adamroa, A-D-A-M-R-O-A.com and sign up for that. It starts March 16th. So they got to get on it. <laughs> get on it, guys. Get on it. Adam is a, uh, he's a samurai with it. He's a ninja with his moves. I've, I've seen him in action. <laughs> he's, he's great, guys. So make sure you check it out. Yeah, it's, that's really interesting about, uh, you know, the creativity and art. And um, you're right, man. You know, like, all these successful entrepreneurs at some, to some degree, they are an artist. And I think that an artist uh, is courageous, right? Courageous to express their creativity for sure. And they're unapologetic about it. Like the real artists are super unapologetic, you know, even like, even like recording artists uh, that are just like, they show up in the way that they feel so comfortable in, even though the rest of the world's like judging and they're like, this is me, baby. This is all me. And nothing's more beautiful than seeing somebody own who they really truly are. It's, mm-hmm. it's, I, I admire that. And, and that comes from um, like being 100% sure that what you are putting out is in your alignment, right? Like when, so, you, know, yeah. when you know that, you're like, okay, you may not resonate, but like, I know that this is what I'm supposed to be doing. This is what I'm supposed to put out. And when we talk about God or source or energy or whatever, like recognizing that how is that supposed to flow through? Like how can you co-create and allow creativity out into the world? You, you are the vessel for that to come through you. And um, there's, there's ways that you can open and expand like a hose, right? Like that's kinked up, like unkinking the hose so more can flow through. For sure. Um, that's been a big part of like my spoken word pieces and stuff like that, man, is, is the way that I've created all those is getting out of my own way, get letting my mind, like get out of the way and just allowing it to just come through. Yeah. Hell yeah. That's the only way for sure. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Adam. Awesome. Mate. So where, we, where can we find you? Where are you online? Uh, Facebook, Instagram, and then my website, you can, you can sign up for my mailing list. Um, I'm on Twitter as well, but I, I'm not super active on there, <laughs> just the truth of it. So Instagram, I'm adam.roa. And on Facebook, Adam Roa. Search me, find me, um, and, and join the tribe. I would love, love to have you as part of, of this global impact mission that we're all on. I love it, brother. I love it. All right, so we're approaching the end of this interview right now okay and the, the last question that i always ask every guest if you're ready for it are you ready i'm, re- I'm ready bring it i'm getting, it. Out, of my, right, I'm getting out of my own way here good good the question <laughs> is <laughs> if you were to deliver your last 30 second speech to the world what would that last 30 seconds sound like it would be really short actually and it would be this You are perfect, you are divine, and no matter what you say or do, no matter how hard you try, that won't change. You are seen, you are heard, and you are loved. 